Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby Podcast. I am your host, Teresa Reese, and I am going to read a poem from my book of poetry entitled A Strong-Willed Mind, Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. And today's poem is entitled He's Speaking. Here we go. He's whispering to me the sweet things of life. He wants me to grab hold of his vision. He's erasing my pain of misery and strife, and he hopes that I'm paying attention. He's speaking softly. I can barely hear him, but he's loving me to depths never mentioned. He's holding my hand as I glide through the night, through all of these different dimensions. He's offering me joy and serenity, relaxing my mind. He is my solution. He says, don't you worry. His concern comforts me. He's holding me close to his heart of protection. He's unraveling my mess. He spoke, peace be still to it. He's speaking to my situation. So I hope that you all have had the most amazing evening, morning, afternoon, whenever it is that you hear this episode. And excuse me. I heard this ever so clearly, the question of, do you edify your spouse? And so while it is heavy on my heart, I wanted to take a moment to talk about edification. So for those of you who may not know what edification means, I am going to provide you a definition And it is based off of the Oxford Languages Dictionary. It is the instruction or improvement of a person morally or intentionally. And one of the questions asked was, what what does edification mean? If something is done for your edification, it is done to benefit you in some way. For example, by teaching you about something, a way that's also according to the Oxford Languages Dictionary. However, the way that I like to look at edification is the act of building a person up. So there will be times that when I'm going through my personal inventory that I will think of examples of relationships that I long to experience something similar. So for some reason, I also have a tendency to think of examples of relationships that I'm not trying to follow. Um, And in my thinking about that, one of the reasons that came to my mind of why some relationships don't always last per se is simply because the other person has 
turned the relationship into a one-sided relationship instead of it being two people involved in the relationship. And so the individual or the individuals may look at it in a way that they're only in it for themselves. They're not necessarily thinking about the well-being of the other person that's involved in the relationship. And so over a period of time, the person that feels as if they're being discarded or disregarded, um, let me go ahead and provide the definition of that, discarded, D-I-S-C-A-R-D-E-D, is past tense, get rid of someone or something as no longer useful or desirable, And it says, what do we mean by discarded? To throw something away or get rid of it because you no longer want or need it. According to the Oxford Languages Dictionary. So whenever a person starts to feel discarded or dismissed, let me go ahead and provide that as well. D-I-S-M-I-S-S-E-D. The meaning of that is... Order or allow to leave, send away, discharge, um, treat as unworthy of serious consideration. So anytime that someone's being discarded, disregarded, that's the other one, dismissed or disregarded. So the meaning for that is pay no attention to, to ignore. So what I've observed in a lot of relationships, and I too have experienced this in relationships as well, um, is that anytime an individual begins to feel disregarded, discarded, or dismissed in the relationship, they begin to either contemplate leaving the relationship or they'll be present in the relationship, but not actually present. I know that's not going to make sense, but it makes sense. So sometimes you can physically be in a relationship, but not emotionally, psychologically or mentally be present in that relationship. So the other party may feel or the other person, individual may feel as if you're a part of the relationship, but you've literally checked out. And nine times out of 10, what I've observed and what I've also experienced is that anytime that you've checked out, it's because there was a pattern of your being dismissed, disregarded and discarded. So because of that, because you didn't feel that you were being edified in the relationship, because you didn't feel like your opinion mattered, because you didn't feel like your views or your point of views were being considered, because you didn't feel like you were truly being heard, uh, because you didn't feel like you were truly being loved, or because you didn't feel like you were an intricate part of the relationship, for whatever reason, you have opted to remove yourself, whether it be physically, mentally, emotionally, psychologically, spiritually, or all of the above. And one of the reasons why I often say that we will know by the fruit that people bear is because sometimes you don't even have to say, I'm leaving you. 
the other person can see based off of the fact that you're not taking time to edify them, based off of the fact that you're not taking time to build them up, based off of the fact that you're not sensitive to those things that they're concerned about, they literally will pay attention to your body language or your conversation or the lack thereof and draw the conclusion that you're no longer participating in the relationship. And then they will do the needful, which a lot of times is exit the relationship. And so I thought about edification. And when I thought about it, I was like, is one of the reasons why people leave relationships nine times out of 10 is because that's something that's not being practiced. So as I have started to journey through this life of singleness and then dating and courting, what I've come to recognize is that it's got to become a muscle that is utilized on a regular basis. And one of the reasons being is because if we are just honest, we all have a past. And if we look at our past, some of our experiences did not involve edification. They may have involved a compliment here or there, but it wasn't true, genuine edification where someone was pulling out your gifts and your talents, where someone was truly telling you they see you at this level. They see you going beyond where you may even personally see yourself going and doing that on a regular basis. Not doing it for selfish gain, but doing it because they truly want to see you win. They truly want to see you soar. They truly want to see you become the best version of yourself. Now, that may not be the easiest thing to do if that is not something that you've learned over time, which means that you may have to opt to apply it on your own. So if you literally grew up in an atmosphere where you didn't see edification displayed in your home on a regular basis, you didn't see your parents edifying each other. In fact, you saw the opposite. A lot of times you saw them verbally abusing each other, hurting each other with their words, hurting each other physically, or not even that. Sometimes just being silent, not really saying anything, not having those heartfelt conversations, not really taking the time out to hear each other, walking around on eggshells, whatever that looked like for you, that may have had a direct impact on why it is it is hard for you to edify other people. So fast forward, putting that in the context of a relationship. Um, Let me go ahead and define context. So when um, context, C-O-N-T-E-X-T, it is the circumstances that form the setting for an event, statement, or idea, and in terms of which it can be fully understood and assessed. What does context mean in simple terms? The parts of something written or spoken that are near a certain word or group of words that can help to explain its meaning, according to the Oxford Languages Dictionary. And so... Whenever you enter into a relationship and and let's say that that's something that you have not experienced in the past, it's a muscle that you literally have to be consciously aware that needs to be exercised. And so I don't know if you all recall when um, I had made the statement. This was a few 
episodes back. I don't know if it was in season two or season three, but it's in there somewhere. And one of the things that I spoke upon was where um, it had been laid on my heart to talk to my sweetheart and ask him, you know, for 90 days, can we just go through this process of talking about the things that we love about each other, like about each other? And let's just kind of like build on that. Well, I'm here to tell you it didn't last 90 days. (laughs) It was more like 25 days. However, we at least tried. And so recently we did something different. And the reason why I'm talking about this is because I believe that it will help someone. So we did what was called a couples, um, a couples fast. And in doing the couples fast, we only did it for seven days, but it was where we honed in on edification. And that was laid on my heart to do. And it's something because I have a desire to be a wonderful helpmate to my future hubby. And so one of the things that I am learning is that you cannot have this unspoken expectation when it comes to relationships. The only way that a relationship has the possibility or the potential of even growing is when you keep the lines of communication open. But whenever you make the assumption that someone knows how you feel or that or that or vice versa, if they make the assumption that they know how you feel and it could be based off of a past experience, but you haven't really tapped into the current experience, then you could be robbing each other of an opportunity to grow as well as heal. And so. One of the things when I took inventory over my past relationships, what I recognized was is that I never really truly had an example before me of edification and what that looked like in a marriage. I didn't even have that in terms of what it looked like in just a relationship. And I probably don't, looking back, I I don't even think I really had it in terms of a friendship. As time has gone on, I've changed the trajectory of relationships and friendships and even with my family. And so by doing that, I am now more mindful. I have more dialogue with my children. And so there was something that my um, second child brought up to me not too long ago because I have a tendency now more than ever to tell my daughters how beautiful they are and tell my sons how handsome they are. And she says something to me and I was like, are you serious? Like it was it was like, who a woe moment. And so what she said was, Ma, I said, yeah, she said, did you know? And I forgot the percentage that she said, but it was a pretty high percentage Do you know that there are a lot of mothers who never tell their daughters that they're beautiful, that they're pretty, that they're bright, that they're intelligent? Did you know that? And I had no idea that that was a thing, quote unquote. So hearing that and when she thanked me. One of the things that I know that she could honestly say was my mother is always telling me how beautiful I am. My mother is always complimenting me because I do that with all my children Um, and especially my daughters. I don't know why, especially, but I do. I do that with my daughters more so. And I believe part of that is because I did not get that growing up. And when you're not told and when you're not edified and when you're not 
told what you can accomplish. And when you're not, you, it's easy to fall prey, P-R-E-Y, to someone who gives that to you if you've never had it. And so one of the things that I wanted to make sure, or at least try, um, I wanted to make sure that it was not foreign to my daughters to hear how beautiful they were so that when some dude came by or man came, came by or fella came by and told them how beautiful they were, they wouldn't be so caught up in the compliment that they did not see a wolf in sheep's clothing. So the more that they heard it, I was under the impression, the more you hear it, then it becomes second nature to you. And then you're looking for more than just a compliment because you already know you're beautiful. You already know you're gorgeous. You already know that you're the whole package. And so by doing that, that's one of the things that I wanted to instill in them because that was never instilled in me. And I ended up learning a lot of things the hard way. And because I did not want that to be the, a shared testimony with my girls, I've made it a point to let them know just how gorgeous they truly are on a regular basis. And so um, P-R-E-Y, it means to, well, the way the context that this is used, it might not even, it might not truly apply. But yeah, here it is. Take advantage of, take advantage of or exploit. Take advantage of or exploit. So that is what it means to P-R-E-Y. So I said all of that to say one of the reasons why I have tried my best to edify my daughters is so that they would not fall prey to people that really don't have their best intentions at heart and feel like if they run a little G-A-M-E game on them, they could have or get what they want. So that was one of the reasons why I did my best very best to make sure that it became second nature for them to hear how beautiful and gorgeous they are. So they won't be swayed by a compliment. However, I'm sharing this in terms of what was laid on my heart is because I believe that when it comes to relationships, we get so caught up in the minor. And sometimes we forget about the major And when you're trying to establish a right relationship with someone, I believe that it is very important for you to convey to them exactly what your expectations are. If you know that you are a person that wants to be told that you're beautiful, if you are a person that wants to be told before, because that's one of the things that I remember having a conversation about, and I talked about how when you're in a relationship, and this is to men and women, because ladies, we some of us fall short and men, uh, some of us fall short. You know, some of y'all fall short, too. So this is for everybody, men and women. However, and I'm not because <laughs> I know the way I said that sentence. you like, oh, it, no, I'm a female. I'm just saying. However, one of the things that I have recognized where we as people fall short in is that we don't communicate what we truly desire and we leave it to chance. And by leaving it to chance, that is not the wisest choice is to leave it to chance. A lot of these failed quote unquote relationships take place because people did not take the time out to communicate what they desired in the relationship and what a healthy relationship looked like like and looks like to them. 
So one of the things I remember communicating, and I feel like this is very important for somebody to hear, not just me to say, is that women, we love to be complimented. A lot of us do. Some of us have hangups and we have some, you know, some trauma that took place. And, you know, we may be trying to be working out our own soul salvation in that regard. But for the most part, we like to be complimented. Now, this is a message to the men. In my opinion, you don't have to take this information, but I'm just going to share it. A woman would prefer to hear a compliment from the man that she is dating, married to, engaged to before she hears it from someone outside of the relationship. And one of the detrimental things that happens a lot of times in relationships is that people take each other for granted. So, for example, let's say that you're a very beautiful, attractive female and your man is like, hey, I got her. I was attracted to her. I caught her. She knows she's beautiful. She don't have to hear it every day. That's him drawing the conclusion that you don't need to hear it every day. But based upon all that you've been through, you may need to hear it every day until you gain confidence in that area that you're beautiful. Maybe you didn't get those compliments growing up. Maybe your past relationships, you were verbally or physically abused. So to hear that you are beautiful every day is building you up, edifying you, reminding you that you are a beautiful woman. Maybe over time that season will change and you can communicate. Hey, babe, I I do with that beyond a shadow of a doubt, believe that you believe that I'm a beautiful person. And I'm finally at a point in my life where I'm just as confident in hearing it in terms as well as displaying it. And so you can ease up on the compliments or it may do the opposite. So for women, we may be, you know, be dating a handsome man or whatever and then take for granted that he's handsome and never tell him that he's handsome. This is just my personal question. Would you rather someone on the outside give him all the compliments in the world or would you rather him say, my girl, my wife, my fiance tells me this all the time? If it were me, I would love to make sure that my purpose partner, the person that I'm dating, that they know beyond a shadow of a doubt how I view them. And so that, you know, we, we not only teach people how to treat us, we also can teach people a better way of being treated, if that makes sense. So That's something that I've tried to work on. That's something that I've tried to address. That's something that I've tried to implement in my world um, because I believe that it is healthful and healthy. Now, I just gave the example of edification in terms of beauty. That may not be your thing. Your thing may be you make sure everything in the house is fixed, but your, your wife never says anything about it, never compliments you, never even acknowledges the fact that you are taking time out of your busy schedule to make sure everything runs smoothly so that she can have a peace of mind when she's going here or where she's going there inside the home. A part of edification 
ladies, is letting that man know, I appreciate you fixing the cabinet door. I appreciate you filling my tank up with gas. I appreciate these things. And then letting them know how, how, how safe you feel in their presence, how their efforts are not in vain. That's a form of edification. So, Yes, practice does make perfect. Will you get 100 every time? Probably not, especially if there's something that you've never done before. But I challenge you, if you are someone who is struggling in your relationship, if or not, let's just not even say struggling because everybody ain't struggling in their relationship. A lot of people are just wanting to make things better. So it goes either way for the people struggling and the people that ain't, okay? It, it, it can be applied across the board. But I would challenge you, to go on a couple's fast with your mate. And let's just say they're not even into that. They don't believe in fasting or whatever. Call it something different, but let it be the same purpose. <laughs> let it be the same intention. You don't have to call it a couple's fast. You can call it a couple's edification um, challenge or, you know, whatever makes you, gives you peace, however you see it. But it's a challenge in terms of trying to do something that you've never done before in expectation of even better results. And it doesn't have to be just seven days. You can make it 30 days. You can make it whatever, three days. The whole point is to try to focus on the positive and not always be caught up on the negative. Because if we're honest, it's easier for us to point out the negative than it is for us to stay focused on the positive when it really should be the opposite. We should be more focused on the positive and less less concerned about the negative. Yes, the negative is going to manifest because that's, I guess, a part of life's balance or whatever. But that should not remain our focal point. So if you if you're someone that that's something that you struggle with, where it's okay for your spouse to edify you and you love that and eat that up all day like cake. But then when it comes to you doing the same for your spouse, you have a problem with that. I challenge you to try to do something different, to think about those things that are true, that are virtuous, that are praiseworthy, that are of good report concerning the person that you have chosen to do life with. And then there may be a point that you're doing this and they're not even included in the equation. You're just doing it to practice and work on you and how it is that you view them as an individual, because maybe they're already doing this concerning you. And this is where you fall short. Whatever your reason, it should be an opportunity for you to for you to have a desire to become a better person. So one of the things in. um. One of the things that I was blessed to experience earlier today, I was at work minding my own business and a colleague out of nowhere, we were just having a conversation, literally told me that I'm a very pleasant person to be around and that I'm a very positive person and that I find joy in just about anything. Now, the irony of that is that we don't know each other and she only knows me from a work perspective. She's never, we've never been out to eat together. We live in two totally different sides of the world. But the fact that she took a moment to edify me and it, and I could tell just based off of how she did it, that wasn't even her intention when we, when we got in this meeting, it was never her intention. But based off of the energy that I was displaying, she felt a need to share her observation. That was an example of building me up. 
that truly was an example of building me up. And so that's edification. And if you practice it at home, it becomes easier to practice it outside. It was easy. Now, I am the very first person I could tell you one of the hardest things that I have had to battle throughout the course of my life is receiving compliments from people. That was a struggle for me. There was a point in my life that I was so verbally beat down that when somebody would take the time out to edify me and build me up, I would literally have a panic attack. True testimony. There would be times that I would get ready, get dressed, know that I was looking nice, but the just the anticipation of somebody taking a moment to edify me because that was considered a foreign language in that season of my life, I literally would go back to my, I would do a U-turn, go back home and change clothes so that the attention, so that the light would not shine and the attention would not be on me. I had been beat down verbally for so long that that became my normal. And a lot of people never knew that that was an internal battle that I was suffering from because I didn't look like what I was going through. But it took a very long time for me to come to the divine revelation that I am uniquely and wonderfully made and that God does not make mistakes and that I do not need to dim my light because it intimidates other people. It took me a whole lot of counseling, a whole lot of therapy, a whole lot of tears and a whole lot of changing how I viewed myself to get to a point that I could be me without feeling like being me was over the top, too much, too extra, or whatever else everybody would try to label me as. It took a long time. And I still have certain areas that I'm working on, but I'm so grateful that I'm not who I used to be. Because now I can accept a compliment. I never had a problem with passing them out. I've just always had an issue with receiving them up until I started working diligently on myself. And so when I heard that, I had to thank her for just taking that time to just literally build me up. We don't know what other people are going through. And even in relationships, a lot of people may look like they got it together. And honey, they haven't even spoken to each other days on end. They look good in public, but they have not even spoken to each other. Don't know how the other person is doing. If you ask them, they're going to lie because they really have not checked in with their partner. They don't know how they're doing. They don't care how they're doing because they have a whole nother agenda. And so practicing edifying the person that you've chosen to be do life with practicing literally thinking about what brought you together thinking about why you're still together and thinking about why you haven't given up on the relationship thinking about how this person makes you a better person. I'm giving you, you know, some some pointers, some ways of looking at this in, in terms of how to edify them and having those things in mind, thinking about where you see one another, not just now, but what, three to five years from now, together or apart, what that would look like, having that open dialogue and creating an atmosphere that maybe you've been yearning for, 
but you did not have the words to articulate or convey to them that this is what you truly desire in your relationship. And this is where you feel that y'all are lacking as spouses. Having that conversation in order to do better, do better for each other and do better individually. So this was just a moment that I, it crossed my mind, thought about a few people, like I said, that I'm trying my best not to be like, and not saying that they're bad people, but I've recognized that there's a lot of people that are in relationships where they've checked out a long time ago and they're building years. So they're saying that they've been together for three, five, 10, 15, 25, 35 years, but they don't even know each other. They do not know one another. They can't tell you what the person's favorite color is. They can't tell you what their favorite show is. They can't even tell you what their favorite food is because they have lacked communication, nor can they tell you the love language of the other person and vice versa. And so I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that that's not what I want as my testimony. So in order for me to have a different result than my past relationships, I've got to be willing to do something different. And one of the things that I made a vow to myself that I would do is to try edifying more. Because like I said, it's easy to take a moment to talk about all the bad that you don't like about someone, all the things that you would change about someone. But at the end of the day, it was the reason why you chose to give that person a chance. So why not start focusing on those reasons instead of all the things that you feel as if they lack or all the personality traits you feel as if they lack? Why not do the opposite? And then you actually will stop if you're doing it, taking that person for granted. If you're doing it, if you're not, then, you know, if it doesn't apply, keep moving, keep it, keep on moving, but keep it moving. But if it does apply, take inventory and work on doing something different. Not only that, this is an exercise that you can actually pour back inside. You can reverse it and pour it back into yourself. So when it comes to edification, it's not even just about your spouse. You can also do it for you. If you feel as if, even going through this process, they didn't quote unquote get it. And you feel as if it's still lacking. You can edify your own self. How about that? You can take time out to be your own best friend, to be your own cheerleader and build your own self up. That is also teaching people how to treat you. When you get to the point that you literally are looking in the mirror and you love what you see, all of it, good, bad, ugly, and indifferent, you absolutely love the representation of who is you, the person that who is you, the authentic version of who is you, then it doesn't matter if you don't receive it from outwardly because you've taken the time out to do the inward work. And so even that in and of itself, when you're having those moments, because no relationship is perfect. Y'all got to keep it 100 because I know I love to. Um, no relationship is perfect. There's always going to be something that you got to work on. I have literally watched relationships where people have been married 25, 35 plus years. And when I have conversations with them, candid conversations with them, they will tell me where that spouse fell short. They will tell me how much grace they had to offer that person to get through that season of their lives together. I have heard it time and time again. And so 
no relationship is going to be perfect aside from the one that you have with God. Okay. And if you don't have a relationship with God, I would suggest you get one. But if you don't, that's your business. Just like my having a relationship with God is my business. Yeah. In my Tabitha Brown voice. So that's something that I strongly encourage is just figure it out. Figure it out for yourself. Figure it out for your life partner, your future spouse, your current spouse. Figure it out. So that way you can become the very best version of you. I know I'm trying. I really, really am. So I'm willing to do the work. I've been doing the work and I will continue to do the work as long as God keeps this breath in my body. So this is going to conclude my episode on today. I hope that it encouraged someone because I know it encouraged me. But please, please, please do me a huge favor and take care of yourself because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl, Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye. And thank you so much for listening.